Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast with Bobby and Steve. Man, we are excited. We got some big interviews coming up, I think. Yeah, we got Bay next week coming back on. Yeah. And then Jeff Myers from Summit Ministries uh, coming on um, after that. Yeah. And then we've got a couple of pastors that we're looking to talk to. Yeah. Right. Yes. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this week, we're going to get into worship, which is part of the staying on target prayer, scripture, and worship. We did prayer last week. So what are you investing your time and your money in, essentially, is what it comes down to, right? Because that's going to show what you worship. That's one of the quotes that I read somewhere. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> then and then also when uh, somebody uh, somebody brings up your idol, right? Is obviously evidence of what you worship. A big one is when you're sitting in church and the pastor yeah. starts speaking about money, you're like, yeah, not my. <laughs> grab your wallet, yeah. put it in the pocket that you can't get to. Like, Sorry. In there. Yeah, but I didn't bring in my wallet today. I forgot <laughs> it in the car, right? So that, that that's kind of like, you know, what you what you try to defend is is evidence kind of what you worship. You know, looking at the at the bigger picture, right? Like, what's the whole purpose of worship? You know, because here's the thing, like everybody worships. Everybody worships something. Yeah, and everybody worships something. You know, I mean, just think about it. Today's Sunday, right? There's people that were worshiping probably right now, right? Yep. They got people in their congregation, these little temples that they have, right? They have their priestly attire, right? They're, their jerseys. Their jerseys, right? Or they're cooking up some- Their favorite football team. They're cooking up some burnt offerings, yeah. right? Known as hot dogs <laughs> and hamburgers and ribs, you know? And it's like, you know, and think about it, right? And what it, when their team's winning, their hands are up in the air and they're yeah. praising, you know. Getting loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you come here to church and you're like, mm. Quiet. Hands just in your pocket. Sit on, the, sit on the edge and don't talk to anybody. Yeah. So. so, you know, it, it, what you worship is like the evidence of where you are spiritually, you know, because you worship, you worship with your whole being you, and you should, right. right? Like with everything that you have, you are going to put in time and effort to that. You think of the person that worships their health. Right. Right. You're doing all that time at the gym and eating right. And so, I th well, I think it's important that we talk about uh, real quick, like the definition of worship, right? Like that's giving reverence to mm -hmm. something, whatever it is, giving reverence to. So whatever you're, uh, if, if you worship your health, if you're going to the, if you're a gym, there's nothing wrong with that. But is that your main worship, right? Is mm -hmm. that what, um, you, do you spend more time at the gym than you do in your Bible? You know, mm -hmm. uh, what else? Uh, football, everybody has something, music, football. And, and that was the other thing I, I wanted to make sure we talked about that worship is not just, um, music, right? It's not just yeah. listening to, you know, a lot of churches we have. I mean, here we have at Calvary, we have a, a worship team that gets up and that just helps set the mood for what we're getting into. The whole service is an act of worship. Mm -hmm. It gets us in the right place, but music alone, music is not the only form of worship. Mm -hmm. So going to service is a form of worship as long as your heart's in the right place. Yeah. Reading your Bible is a form of worship. Yeah. Like you're, here's the thing, you're, you're devoting your time, you're devoting your energy, you're devoting your attention to something. Right. And that's what you're worshiping. You know what I mean? That's what you think is because it's important enough for that. You know, you'll make time for what's important. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, one of the things as we get into this and in, in how we worship, right. Cause there's, 
you know, there's all kinds of people that worship all kinds of different religions and all kinds of different things, right? And uh, one of the things that that stood out as as we were getting ready for this was when Jesus was having that conversation with the woman at the well, right? And uh, it's in John chapter four, and he's having this conversation with this woman. She goes to draw water, and he's like, "Hey, look, that water that you're coming here for, it, you're going to still thirst after getting this water, but the water that I offer for you is living, and you'll never thirst." You know, and he's trying to give her this spiritual aspect through the physical, you know, and she's looking at him like, dude, you don't even have a bucket to draw from. Like, how are you going to give me this water? You know? And then she's like, hey, give me this water because I don't want to have to come here to this well anymore if it's never going to run out and I'm never going to thirst. Like, give me this water, you know? And she's looking at it from the physical aspect, right? right? And uh, Jesus ends up telling her, you know, because she's... She breaks off into this point where she's like, well, where are we supposed to worship? Are we supposed to worship here on this mountain? Because you Jews worship, you know, in Jerusalem and us Samaritans, we worship here, you know, and and Jesus tells her this. He says, uh, there's a time that is coming, indeed is here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And that's important, right? Because there's people that um, they worship in a sense of just truth, but no spirit, right? Mm-hmm. That they don't, some people don't believe in the Holy Spirit and it's all about truth, right? Right. And, and it's like, well, I read my Bible, I go to church, this is the truth, this is, you know what I mean? But they they miss the whole aspect of love, right? right? Their heart. Yeah, their heart condition in that sense, right? And that's where a lot of people that are very legalistic, that's the thing. They're, they're wrapped up in just all truth. And then there's other people on the other camp where it's all spirit, right? And it's all emotional. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, they gauge it all on emotion and what they're doing. And, and, you know, I've had, I've talked to people where it's like, yeah, there's like, I just don't feel something or, or I was there and I felt the, you know, and it's like, yeah, you can be in a place where, it, you know, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of buildup, but man, they could be speaking heresy right because it's just a feel good message. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, you know, Jesus is saying, Hey, there's a balance between this, between these two, you need to worship in spirit and you need to worship in, in truth, you know? Right. And that's the important thing in what you're bringing to the table. Um, so let's talk a, a few things about just in a broad sense of, of worship, right? Um, because I, I think it's Tozer, dude. I don't know if you've ever read this quote, but A.W. Tozer talks about like what you believe about God, um, is ultimately what you end up believing about yourself, right? He says, he had something along those lines. I should have looked this, this up before I, I said it, but he's like, the most important thing that you believe about God is what you believe about yourself. Right. And, and it's true because the way that you approach God comes out in the way that you live your life. Right. Right. And that's where a lot of people get messed up. Right. And I've talked about it before where in marriages where a guy will say, you know, I'm reading my Bible and I'm participating in all these things with the church and all this other stuff. But my spouse just is not supportive, is bringing me down, is pulling me away. And it's like, "Mm, look, you know what? I've had to tell a guy before, like, dude, I don't care that you're reading your Bible, honestly, because you're reading your Bible and you're using that to hold over your spouse. Like, I would rather you stop reading your Bible and focus on your spouse with the truth that you already have, right? I'm not saying don't read your Bible, but like, like, apply what you've read. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and because you're using that as to look at me, I'm, I have a better relationship with the Lord. Like, no, you don't. Because honestly, you're taking what you're reading and you're completely throwing it out the water. Right. And yeah. you're doing it for the wrong reason. Absolutely. Right? So like, that's that heart condition. Like you're, you're reading your Bible, you're doing all these things for the church, basically. So you can hold it over 
somebody else and say, well, I do this, I do this and look at, they're not doing it. Yeah. You're so, weaponizing it. Yeah. Well, and think about it. Right. So we know that in Ephesians, it talks about that. This is the sword of the spirit, God's mm -hmm. truth. Right. And what's the, what's the worst thing that happens in, in combat when you end up, when you have a, a, a blue on blue, right. Mm -hmm. When you, it's a, yeah. a friendly against a friendly, friendly fire. Yeah. yeah. And that's what ends up happening, right. Friendly fire. And that's what we end up doing with the Bible. We end up using this on each other. Right. And that's not what it's designed for, you know? So yeah, this can be used as a weapon, but who are you using it on? Right. You know, it is important. And so, you know, with that quote with Tozer, where it's like the thing, the most important thing that you believe about God, you believe by yourself because you will act in accordance to that because that's what you feel you're supposed to do. Like God is supposed to be the very center of our being, you know, and there's other people that worship other gods and, and you, it's evidence in the way that they worship and what they believe, because that comes out in every area of their life. There was a guy um, that I was friends with and, um, you know, he was having some issues and, and, and just like he was kind of like in the middle, kind of in the middle between his mom and the way his mom was and, and his family because they were Buddhist and, you know, him and his wife were Christians and stuff. But his mom like was always wanting to give money to the family and she was very like controlling and stuff. And she's Buddhist, you know, and he's like, dude, I just, I don't understand it. And it's like, every time something happens, she's like trying to, to give us money and, you know, it's upsetting my wife and all this other stuff. And, and I'm like, look, dude, you got to remember. And he's like, and I tell my mom to stop, you know, like I didn't want her to, to be doing that. And, you know, it was, it was hurting my wife because then she's holding it over us and stuff. And I was like, dude, you, you got to realize something. Your mom's not doing it just to be controlling. I said, she's Buddhist. Your mom believes in karma. Right. right. And so she feels that by giving you this stuff, she's doing the right thing because guess what? If I give out good, good's going to come back to me. Right. And by you not allowing her to give you, you know, and bless you or bless the kids, guess what? You're holding that back from her. And that's why you're having such a volatile, volatile relationship with your mom, because that's the context of what she believes. And that's who her God is. Right. You know what I mean? Dude, it happened to us in our family. Like uh, my boys have a, have have a buddy that that is Buddhist also, you know, and and it's funny, dude. I don't know if I if you if I told you the story, but where the boys went over to the house and they're like, and when you open the front door, like in their living room, like there's no furniture there. There's just rugs and a statue of Buddha, <laughs> dude. And uh, and the boys one time they're like, Dad, they worship Buddha, and they like leave food by the statue. <laughs> and I've told them before, dude, I'm like, bro, just go over there and be like, oh, it's snack time. <laughs> like, take some of that. like he doesn't need it. He's got plenty of reserves. <laughs> Dan's like, dude, you better stop. You know, but it's funny because they, you know, they worked for uh, like a sushi restaurant in town. And anytime we did something nice for them, they always came and brought a sushi. They'd always bring a sushi. And I told, I told my family that. Because they're like, why are they always giving us sushi? I said, because we did this for them. And they're like, what? I'm like, watch. The next time something happens, I said, watch, I'll point it out. And I guarantee you the next day we're going to end up getting sushi. And so like stuff would happen. I'm like, watch, here we go. We're going to get sushi tomorrow. And sure enough, they'd come and they'd bring it because- They're treating that's... you like you're, like you're a Buddha. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I look like I'm a Buddha. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So that, that's the thing. You know what I mean? So people do that with worship. And, and, and same thing happens when, when we're looking at the Lord and how we're doing it. And that's what jams people up. And that's what happens when we don't have the truth. And people are, you know, all right, I'm going to church and I'm doing all these other things, or I think I need to be so active in the church. And then they don't realize why all the other stuff in their life is going wrong. And it's like, 
you got some things that are unbalanced. Right. You know? Well, and I think, I think it's important to know, like, I know I, I talked about like worship is not just music, but if that is something that, that is important or, or it, uh, you feel a connection that way, right? Like not getting in the emotional, but mm-hmm. you enjoy that. And I talked about it in one of the previous episodes, like me, I love music. Mm-hmm. Like it helps my head get in that act of worship, right? Like if I li- if if I'm struggling through something, I, I turn on some Christian music and I just, I can feel my attitude change. And then uh, it helps me in my my prayer time, my scripture time. It helps me. It helps me at, at service. It helps me get right, get in the right attitude. Attitude before I'm. I really do the act of worship, which is for me usually is going to be Bible time, time in my scripture, right? But um, and for everybody, it might be different. Like for those people who are musically inclined, that that act of service in providing the music is an act of worship. And I think that, um, like we just talked about at the beginning, like when you, uh, are the type of person who will put on that Jersey, you know, and, and I'm not knocking anybody because I like to watch football too, uh, but I, I, and I have a Jersey, but I don't ever put it on. Like it still has the tags on it. It was a gift from my wife and she probably is really mad at me for (laughs) never wearing it. But, um, but just like today, like, uh, the the playoffs are on right now, you know, and and like I could have been like, no, Bobby, we need to record on Saturday. No. But like I'm just like, no, like whatever. Like this is where I want to be. This is what's important. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that what people do, the decisions they make, right? Like how many people are, sh- could be at service right now and are like, nope, I got a football game to watch, yeah. you know? Um, well, just, which is pretty amazing, right? Because they'll be like, well, you know what? They stream service or they record it. I'll get the recording and I'll watch it later. Yeah. It's like, you can do the same thing with the football game. You know? Yeah, yeah that's it. And, and having been there before where um, in my life where a lot of things were more important than God, I, I'd be like, well, yeah, but all I have to do is open social media and then it's going to get ruined for me and then I don't need to watch it, you know? And, and so that that's what, what are you making excuses for? Sure. You know, that's where you're going to see what you worship. Like, what are you making excuses for too? So. Well, you know, and you can go through the, you know, you go through the scriptures and stuff and you can see like, you know, first of all, if you, if you see what, like when they were building the temple and all that stuff and like the musicians that they got, they were like, you know what I mean? Top notch musicians and they practice and they labored in their craft on what they were doing. And I mean, it is their craft. It's just as important. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it talks about us singing in heaven, you know? And so like, it's always going to be something. And, and here's the thing. It's like, you know, think about what happens when, okay, when somebody gets mad, right? There's some people, I mean, if, especially if you're like really big into music, you'll throw on jams that is going to support your mood and your feelings. Oh, yeah. like, oh dude, I'm going to listen to some you know, Chevelle or some, you know what I mean? Yeah, rock. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And and why? Because you're feeding that emotion and you're, you're being driven by that, you know, and, and I know I have to check myself. Like sometimes when I get in mood or I'm like mm, in that, in that zone, you know, cause I'm big into music. So I, you know, I got to be careful on what I gravitate to cause it'll come out, you know? And, um, you know, it, the thing that I love about music also in that sense, like what you're saying too, it, it's like, it's prayer. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, like, dude, some music, like, I am not a, a, a lyricist. Like, I don't, like, I'm not a very good person that articulates and is very, like, careful with my words. Probably, as you guys can notice, I say, <laughs> you know what I mean a lot. You know what I mean? But there's <laughs> there's people that, that are very good at that. You know, I think, and the first, like, if I'm going to listen to a worship song, it's going to be Cody Carnes, nothing else. You know what I mean? And just where he comes from, where it's like, look, man, like, I'm sorry that I just sang another song and I just did another thing. You know what I mean? I I came with my own agenda, you know, and it's like, dude, I want to be at the place where it's like, there's nothing else that matters but you. You know what I mean? And it's like, that should be the cry of our hearts. So like, you know, getting yourself, yeah, motion uh, uh, or worship is a big part of that, you know, and being able to, you know, I, I don't, my prayers, like sometimes I feel like it's so vague. You know, which we talked about last week, like, hey, you know what? Our prayers are just like, you know, Jesus talks, and I don't think we brought this up, but Jesus says to come like little children. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't have to articulate so perfectly and craft my prayer, you know, spot on, like, come like a little child does, you know? And and when your kids want something, they just ask you for it, right? Right. They're not worried about like, all right, let me make sure that, unless they're like trying to manipulate. Father, (laughs) that's my oldest son. Father, I'd like to ask you two questions. <laughs> you know, because he's trying to he's trying to articulate it because he's trying to get something yeah. from you. You know what I mean? But other than that, like on a regular basis, they just come to you. Yeah. You know? And so, um, but I appreciate I do appreciate worship music because it's like, dude, like, man, you you said exactly the way I feel. So what is what does worship look like to you? What does worship like look like? What, where do you, where do you see, cause I, I, you know, thinking about it, like we're sitting here talking about like anything can be worship. Like where, where do you see worship in your life? Dude, there's a couple places, man. I, I know when I'm with my family, when I'm with my family and we're talking about the Lord, um, you know, if, if we're on a walk, you know, mm-hmm. or going like my ideal situation would be going, getting away, going like to the mountains or something, you know what I mean? And just spending time and re- being able to have my Bible there. You know what I mean? Um, that to me would be an ideal time for worship, you know, and then talking about opening up the word, you know what I mean? And then just going through it, you know, me and me and the family have been going through the foundations material um, that we have here at the church. And like once, you know, once a week we're, we're busting it open and going through it. Dude, it's like so incredible. The time goes by so fast, you know, right. and, and like that, that is awesome. You know, so to me, that's, that's the time for worship it, collectively. Cause I feel like as, as, you know, the, the leader of my family, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it is my responsibility. And I know that when I do things like that, like I'm, I'm setting the tone, like I'm making sure that they're getting the right aspect of, of what it looks like. If it worship for me personally, dude, it's going to be driving and listening to music. You know, I'll throw like, especially in the morning, like I'll, um, I'll read my Bible. Sometimes if I'm in a rush, I'll have the Bible read to me, you know what I mean? And then I'll, I'll listen to a worship song. Cause it's just like, it's just, just setting me right. It's just aligning me. You know what I mean? Yeah, for me, it's, it's kind of the same thing. I start my morning with my, my quiet time, my prayer and scripture and then from there i get in the shower and i'm i have worship worship music on i have music on Mm -hmm. and um then on my way to work and you know i i i've i complained about it a lot um before i was saved with my wife like i'm never alone right like the only time i'm alone is the few minutes that i drive from point a to point b but in that time um i've learned i've come to appreciate that time a lot recently with like i'm just going to turn on some scripture music like some worship music some i've i i listen to books like 
about God. I, I, that time is like a time where like, I really feel like close mm-hmm. to God is mm-hmm. when I'm driving. And, I, and that goes back to prayer too. Right. Cause I spend a lot of time, like when I hear something, I just start talking to God, like, God, come on, like, <laughs> you know? And I think that, um, that's one thing to, to note, like n- neither one of us said that the, our worship time is at the church. Right. Like, I mean, I do consider what we do at the church, whether it be with the youth or coming to service, I do consider that time of worship. But the time that like, I really feel like I myself am worshiping is when I'm driving, when I'm in my, when I'm spending that time, as a matter of fact, (laughs) Saturday, yesterday, uh, you know, I, I slept in a little bit. I got to sleep in. It was the weekend and um, I woke up and my wife was asking me, she was asking me some questions and, and I was just like, babe, can you wait? Like, can I do my, can I do my Bible time, my Bible study? And then we can talk about it. And it, it was, I think she was a little upset at first, but I think she knew like it was a time from, that's a time for me where I really get my head right for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's the time that I look forward to every single day, regardless of what time I'm doing it at. That's the time that I look forward to. So for me, that's where it's at. And I think that's important. Like, it's not always at church. Ch- yeah. Going to church is an act of worship. It's going, you know, especially if your heart's right. But um, if you're just going to church because that's what you always do, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's an act of worship. But um, because anything could be, I mean, anything like that could be the same. It, right. It, it, you know, like it could be like, well, you read your Bible, but you just read it and you didn't take it. You know what I'm right. saying? Just because of the fact that I accomplished something, I checked the box. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that's important to note is like, find something that you, uh, whatever it is that where you feel like you're like God is at the center of your life right then. And that's, that, that's worship, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're putting him at the center, um, that's when, uh, your your in true worship with God, yeah, for sure, dude. And I, I know, like, there's times, especially, you know, what I mean, when it, it sometimes it's when I'm studying, sometimes when it, when I'm doing my reading, and dude, I love it. Like, since I've grown in my understanding of the Bible, I love it when because you know your Bible has like little footnotes, and it's like, oh, you know, this is related to what happened back in like right here. It says Deuteronomy, you know what I mean? But I love it when there's places that I find something else, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, dude, and then I'll go and I'll mark it and I'll put it here and I'll make sure that I put the notes because I would when I go to teach or explain it it's like oh i and i remember writing that you know what i mean that to me also is like my time with god because god's like you know i, I can just see the growth right. you know what i mean it's funny you say that because i i was thinking about that because i'm in in matthew right now going through a lot of the parables and you know it's it's like the parables were jesus spoken parables for those who understood to sh- to set them apart and when when i'm reading it and i'm like oh that makes so much sense and mm-hmm. i'm like ah i'm 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 one of the few <laughs> you know like but it's in one of those moments where it's like it, it, or when you see something like for me especially in a parable where i'm like i'm like oh wow that's referring to this and it's another part of scripture yeah. you know and i'm like Oh man, that makes so much more sense now. And even there's times like I'm not gonna lie, New King James version of the Bible. There was times where I was I'd be reading it, I'd be like I have no clue what they're trying to say. And then there's times where like I'm reading it, I'm like, is this even New King James version? Like I totally get it. Like yeah. so it's like one of those things where it's like, man, 
I'm really starting to understand and you feel, you feel the growth in you in, and you're like, I, for me, I'm like super thankful. I'm like, thank you, God. Like I'm finally starting to, to put it all together and understand this big picture that you've given us in this book of who you are. Right. Like, and, uh, I think that is huge. I, and I, I think for anybody, if you like, if you come at it, we've talked about like the scripture aspect where you're like, hey, read a verse a day, whatever yeah. it is, but get into it and start reading it. And when you start getting to the point where it's like, like my Bible time has gotten go, started at like 15 minutes. I'm at like an hour and a half now. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to keep waking up earlier because I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah. because I just keep going and it's because I don't want to stop, you know, and um, at that's worship, right? Like, that's like, man, I want to know more. I want to know more. God, like you're, that's amazing. Yeah. So. Because, you know, we should be like, we should have a place where, you know, we're coming. This is one of the things that I pray when, when I'm with the kids um, in children's ministry, like, Hey, we're here so that we can build our relationship with the Lord so that we can have a stronger relationship. And it's going to, our relationship is going to get stronger with him when we understand who he is. Right. You know what I mean? So that's how we're going to build that relationship. And it's important so that we have a strong relationship with him. And then it's also important so that when I have a strong relationship with him, then I can share him with other people, Right. you know? And if I don't have that understanding and I haven't grown in that sense, then I'm more hesitant to speak about the Lord because I really don't know. I don't feel confident in myself. Right. You know? Well, and even going back to what you said earlier about, uh, you know, what you, um, what you, what you know about God is what you know about yourself, mm -hmm. right? Like what when you are in that relationship with God, even short of sharing, people will see it, right? They'll be able to see it in your life and your actions. That's that fruit that, that we should all be bearing that, that, Hey, man, the Bobby seems like he has it together. I, you know, he's always, regardless of whether you, you do or not, but what you're portraying mm -hmm. is something that, on the outside, people are like, oh, wow, I want that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, your life becomes that testimony, the way you live your life, the way you treat the people that you work with, that you see just random strangers that, you know, the way you treat people is an example of, of who you're living your life for. Oh yeah. And you know, that's big dude. Cause that's, I remember when I first got saved, my wife would tell me, she's like, I can tell when you've been listening to podcasts that are, you know, scripture related, you know, Christian, Christian base. I can tell when you've been reading your Bible, you know, I can tell that you've been praying and stuff. Like she told me, she's like, I can tell when you have, and I can tell when you haven't, you know, mm -hmm. and it's true. You know what I mean? Like you, you see that. And it's like, you know, Jesus says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, you know? And so those are all indicators of, you know, where you at, where you're at, you know, with the Lord, we talked about it on Thursday where it's like, Hey, you know, you, you listen, you've heard people say, you know, you are what you eat, mm -hmm. you know? And here's the thing, like you are what you worship, you know, mm -hmm. and that comes out. And when I'm worshiping myself, guess what? I'm more irritable when people come against me. I'm more trying to defend myself. You know what I mean? I, I, I put me in an elevated position because the Bible tells us like, Hey, you know what? Don't consider yourself better than anybody else. Elevate other people above you. You know what I mean? And you have to be to the understanding that guess what? Other people aren't on the same path that I am. And we're also at different levels on the path that we're at, you know? So we need to be able to make allowances for other people because they don't, they don't have that understanding. Right. You know what I mean? They're not at that level. And you know, I, it's funny because that's just what, um, 
you know, in First Corinthians eight, you know, that's it, that's what he talks about there, where it's like, look, you have this knowledge, right? But you know what knowledge does? It just puffs you up. You know, even if you have this knowledge of 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 your understanding on on what you believe and it believe it to be true, you know what I mean? Because it's written in there, but you have this knowledge, but you don't have love. Guess what? Your knowledge puffs you up, but love is the one that edifies. Love is the one that builds up one another. Right. You know, and you should be willing to help other people out just because you have the knowledge. Like, don't don't feel like what you have just because you have this understanding, you can use it as a right to put other people down. Right. You were talking about a, a question that you got before we started. I want to go there. Yeah. So uh, I think it was a year or two ago. Um, I think it might have been two years ago. Uh, there was a kid that called the church, his, his aunt, he was, I don't know, he was staying with his aunt or something like that. So they, they both, they were like, had me on, you know, three way or whatever. And, um, he's a high school age kid. And he's like, I got a question. He's like, I don't go to church. He's like, but I'm trying to have an understanding about God. He's like, why does God demand worship that we worship him? And why does he say that he needs to be the center of, of everything? He's like, don't you think that sounds a little egotistical? You know, and I asked him, I was like, oh, okay, well, what do you mean by that question? You know, he's like, well, you know, if I told people that they needed to put me at the center of their life, that would seem arrogant, don't you think? And I'm like, sure. You know, I said, but here's the reason, like, you need to ask yourself, why would you want people at the center of, of them putting you for it? More than anything else, if we ask for it, we want notoriety. Right. You know what I mean? We want to be, here we go, quote unquote, worshiped. You know, I said, that's not how God is. God is the creator, right? He's the one that made us and we will worship something. We're going to worship. And when he's telling us that we need to worship him and him alone, okay? Because he, and he referenced, you know, the 10 commandments. So, you know, don't worship any other gods but me. I said, the reason why he's saying that is because if we worship any other God, ultimately when we're worshiping other gods, we're worshiping because of what we're going to get out of them. You know what I mean? You know, you think of Aphrodite, the 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 goddess of love and sex and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's what you're going to want from it. Or, you know, another God that's power. I said, or money. I said, that's the thing that, you know, ultimately people are going to worship because guess what? It's not necessarily the money, but it's what that's going to bring you. It's, we feel like it's going to bring us happiness or peace or whatever we want. I said, and then I give him the example. I was like, look, I said, our planets revolve around the sun, correct? And he's like, yeah. I said, what would happen if, all of a sudden, our planets just decided, nah, we're not going to do it that way anymore. And the earth was like, hey, you know what? Everything needs to revolve around me. I said, what would end up ha happening to our universe? He said, well, it would get all messed up. I said, yeah. I said, so do you think that it's arrogant that we have to revolve around the sun? Like, do you think that that's stupid that we shouldn't have to do that? I said, you want life, don't you? And he's like, yeah. I said, that's the same thing with the Lord. I said, that's all he's saying. He's like, look, if you want a well-balanced life, it needs to revolve around me. And, and when you, when you worship me, guess what? Uh, Jesus says, you know, um, out of the abundance, you know, I will give you life and life that much more abundantly. I said, if you want that life and you want it in the right balance, I said, you need to have him at the center of your life. I said, but if you don't, then it's not going to be that way. I said, are your, I said, are your parents together or are they divorced? Like they're divorced. I said, sad to say, man, I said, chances are if your family's divorced, there was an unbalance. And, and maybe, you know, your mom and your dad, um, something got twisted where the family wasn't the most important thing and something else came in the middle of it, you know, right. where this, where the family was supposed to be important. I said, when Jesus is at the center of a marriage, I said, guess what? 
when we put him first, guess what? Everything else is going to be able to operate in a better, in a better manner. Right. You know what I mean? I said, because here's the thing I said, when, when Jesus is at the center of my marriage, God's at the center of it. It doesn't matter what my spouse does because no matter what my wife does, guess what? I'm still going to honor and love her because that's what Jesus has called me to do. You, you know what I'm saying? I said, but when I have my wife at the center of our marriage, the moment that she does something that isn't in accordance to what I want her to do, guess what? I'm going to start treating her differently because now this position that I had her at She's not going to be held there anymore because now she has kind of taken, been taken off that pedestal because I expected more of her or I did this. Like that's not healthy for her. You know what right. I mean? My wife should never be in a place where she's my savior and she shouldn't be the one that's holding our marriage together because she'll never be able to do that. In the same way, it should be flipped, right? Like uh, my wife shouldn't think of me as her savior. You know what I mean? And when things are going right, like don't put me in that position because I'm going to make a horrible savior. You know, right. I think um, when you were talking about that, I, I thinking about like, what were we created for? I mean, originally Adam and Eve, when they were created, were created to be in relationship with God mm -hmm. and, and in a worshiping relationship, relationship with God. And even though the, the fall happened, that's what we were still created to do. So that's what our purpose is essentially. And um, it's not until you fulfill your purpose that you receive that life abundantly right like mm -hmm. that's what that's what we're called to do so uh that's what we were created to do not just called to do created so um like thinking about like relating that to what you were talking about like with the this the earth was created to revolve around the sun right like that's what um so you don't take a, like a, a bicycle tire and put it on a car because that's not what it was created exactly. to do. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. So I think that's where, um, when, when we think about it like that, it's easier to understand like, okay, yeah, like go back to Genesis, read about what, what their life was like before the fall. And it was about being in relationship and worshiping God. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was good until sin entered. Right. Like, so, that's what we're here for. Yeah, you know, and, and here's the thing, you know, and we've talked about it plenty of times. You know, the hard part is, you know, think of the rich young ruler. Mm -hmm. What must I do to inherit eternal life? You know, and uh, Jesus is like, well, you know, you got to keep the law. You got to keep all this stuff. And he's like, well, I've kept it since I was young. Well, good. Then go ahead and sell all your possessions and then just come and follow me. And says that dude got sad and walked away, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't want to give that up. And, and Jesus tells us over and over again, like, you know, if you want to, save your life you need to give it up you know and, and and here's the thing like what are you giving up all the things that you try to hold on to they're eventually honestly they're going to go to waste yeah. you know and, and you think about the person it, it, here's the crazy thing dude um i had somebody come to my office a couple of weeks ago um and and they're trying to fight for their marriage you know and i was telling my wife um you know um, she asked me, she's like, Hey, what was going on with so-and-so? I was like, ah, well, I said, I, you know, I don't get into details. I said, but you know, I said, they're trying to fight for their marriage and they're allowing their spouse to just do whatever they want. I said, and they're like bringing them back. You know what I mean? And I said, they think they're fighting for that. You know, and my wife's like, she's like, you would lose your dang mind if I did that. <laughs> like you would not treat me that way. She's like, as a matter of fact, if I, if I acted a fool like that, she's like, you would just say, Hey, Go. If that's what you're going to do. I said, I said, because that's not fighting. 
when you're tolerating that behavior, you're you're not you're not fighting for that. I said, and this person is holding on to them. I said, I said, he's thinking that he's he's doing the right thing in the marriage by tolerating it and thinking that he's going to win over, you know, his, his spouse. I said, if he was really fighting for his marriage, he'd be like, this is the way it's going to go down. It's going to be like this. You're not going to do this. Hey, we're separated right now, but you need to stay here, do this. This is how we're going to work on our marriage. And these are the, we talk about all the time. These are the boundaries on how it's going to go. And if you don't do that, guess what? We're done. It's just, it's just going to happen. If you don't want to fight on it, this is how it's going to look if you're going to fight. I said, that's fighting for your marriage because you want something more. God did it. Did he not? Where it's like, hey, these are the, these are the boundaries, right? I will be your God. You will be my people. You know, if you look at Exodus where he's giving those 10 commandments, right? That's ultimately the vows that he's saying. And he's like, hey, this is how our relationship is going to work, right? Literally, he's saying, hey, you're my bride and I'm your, I'm your husband. I'm your God. You know what I mean? And that's him fighting. He was, he's always been fighting for us, you know? And, and here's the thing, but you have to have that in the right place because if you don't, man, it, it is unbalanced, right? right? And people are going to do whatever they want. You know, we, we've been going through First Corinthians with, with the high schoolers, you know what I mean? And that church is all messed up. And they're, you know, they, they have their own understanding at the, at the center of it all. They're trying to live however they want, thinking that they can just, you know, have, um, had this greasy grace where it's like, oh, well, you know what? God's going to forgive us anyways. And it's like, no. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's huge. I think, I think that's probably one of the biggest things when people, when it comes to worship, right? Like, so we talked about like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, okay, you're going to stay home and watch a football game on Sunday. It, well, God's going to forgive me. Well, yeah, he is. But where is your heart? Like, why, why, why isn't it breaking your heart that you're breaking his? I'll give you a good one, dude. So here at the at the church, right? Uh, we have. Uh, I'm not going to say it's like a requirement, but it, it in a sense it's a, a requirement, right? Where it's like if you're going to serve, you need to be attending services. Ultimately, sometimes you have people and you see it where they just don't attend service, but they come and they serve, and it's like, why are you doing that? Like you can't you can't come to service, but then you can come and serve. Right? Like what need are you fulfilling? You're, you're, you're fulfilling the need for yourself to feel like you're important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I can check it online. And I've had a conversation with multiple people, unfortunately. And it's like, I don't understand. Cause you know, the, the ministry leaders will be like, Hey, you know, we like, we're not seeing you in service. You know, and then ultimately, once again, when I, when I told you, like the moment that you get, you get defensive about something, you know, that your, your idol is coming out, right? right. What you worship is coming out. Right. And what are you doing? You're worshiping your time and how you spend it. Right. It's like, Hey, by all means, like if you don't, if you don't want to, to be in service, then guess what? Don't serve. Because here's the thing, worship, this is, and this is what I try telling our high school worship team. Like, look, you have to be practicing. Worship is an outpouring of what's already in your life. Like, you can't give what you don't have. And if you're not practicing, if you're not spending that time, whether it's the lyrics, whether it's the rhythm, the guitar playing, like if you're not spending that time with the Lord and allowing him to work out, it, it, the worship is just music. It ultimately is just words. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when a person is like saying, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm going to serve because I need to feel the, I need to feel the need to feel important and to feel like I'm contributing. No, you're not. 
You know what I mean? Like, I need you to be on. I need you to be centered with the Lord and let the serving be an outpouring of what you're doing. And somebody's like, I just don't get it. I don't understand why I have to be be in service all the time. Can I just watch it? It's like, look, dude, I'm be 100% honest with you. Like, the reason why we're even having a conversation right now is because there's, like, your your life right now is unbalanced. Like you're in a situation where things are, are are not in the context that they should be in. Part of that is because the Lord isn't at the center of your life. And here's the thing. I said, we have services on Saturday. We have services on Sunday. I said, you can come on Saturday. I said, but the fact of the matter is, is you don't come on Saturday because you're spending your time somewhere else and you're probably doing things that you shouldn't be doing. And that's affecting you not being able to be here on Sunday because you're hungover. And that has gotten in the way of it. I said, bro, like, come on. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 and you and you feel like you can't, like, and you're you're offended when people challenge you and ask you why you're not in service. Like, you feel like you're being singled out. Well, you're being singled out because you're somebody that's not here, man. You know? And, and, it, and, it's, and it stinks. You know what I mean? But it's like when everything in your life is centered around the Lord, everything, right? My my reading time is good, and and guess what? God is pouring his 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 wisdom into me, my his knowledge into me. Guess what? My marriage is gonna look the way that it should, right? It's not gonna be perfect, but it's gonna look it like it's cohesive. It's 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 a godly marriage. My kids, my relationship with my kids. Not necessarily that my kids are doing everything perfectly, but guess what? My relationship with my kids is in the right manner. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff is an outpouring of your time with the Lord and whether he matters or he doesn't. Right. It's a reflection in your whole life. Just like we talked about, like you're, when you're worshiping correctly, your life is an example of Christ and a testimony essentially. Uh, so. Well, that, think, think about it like this dude, right? It, it's the first of the year. We're like January, what? 23 today. Uh, 23rd. 23rd, right? So New Year's resolutions, all these people, (laughs) all these people that said that they were going to get fit and all this other stuff. They're all in the gym gym on January 1st, but 23rd, I don't know. So you ever have those people where it's like, I don't understand why I can't lose weight because like, I don't eat, all I eat is salads. It's like, no, look, your body is the evidence of what you do with it. Okay. Your physical appearance is the evidence of what you're putting into your body. Sorry, like, hey, look, I got some pounds that I could shed, so I'm right up in there, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some times that I like the sweets too much and, and you know, uh, all this other stuff. So, like, I can't argue with the mirror right. that it doesn't look the way it should. Hey, guess what? There are things that I need to be doing or maybe I need to be doing more of in in the sense of 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 my exercise and my intake. Man, it's the same thing with your life. If you're li- if you're having all these problems with people, right? If you're always angry and mad, if you're always, you know what I mean? Whatever the case is, dude, that is the evidence of your worship. Straight up. Yeah. Garbage, we talked about it. Garbage in, garbage out, right? So it's like you can't get mad at any other thing than looking and stopping and thinking, dude, how is my relationship with the Lord? Seriously. And I'm yeah. not talking about the 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 checking the box on things. Yeah, I went to church. Mm-hmm. I read my Bible, but where's your heart? Like, what is it's that relationship? Like, I for a long time, I think I struggled with like what it meant to have that relationship, right? Like, I think you know, having come to Calvary for 
five years now almost. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, you know, I heard a lot of talk about relationship, relationship with Christ, that relationship. And I guess I, I kind of struggled at the beginning, like, what does that look like? What, how do you know you have that relationship? And I think, like you said, it's like looking in the mirror, right? Like, what are you doing? And I've talked about before about being that sour faced Christian, mm-hmm. right? At my old job and how like i couldn't imagine that anybody saw Christ through me at that time. Um, and then going to then seeing how my life had changed where I was just like in, uh, I would almost call it like a constant state of prayer where like, I finally realized like, let me just talk to God. Mm -hmm. Let me talk to God. Let me get to know God and, and, and see what, what changes. And I think that, you know, as silly as it sounds, right? Like those little, those little quote unquote answered prayers where you're like, wow, that was quick. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, and I don't, I don't know. So just this past week, right? Like at work, I texted my wife and I was like, I was like, "I, I really hope that you know, I can get out of here early today. And she was like, she's, she sent all she sent back was like, that would be nice. And then she sent like the little prayer hands or whatever. Right. And, and then like literally two minutes later, my boss comes down and was like, Hey, you guys get to leave an hour early today. And I was like, (laughs) wow, that was quick. you know. (laughs) But like, but like, and just looking at it, like, was that an answer prayer? Probably not, but it was a moment where I could be like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thanks. Like, that's what I was hoping to do was get out of here early. And I didn't necessarily pray for it, but I talked to my wife about it. And then it happened. I'm like, man, God works quick sometimes. Like, you know, Uh, but that, like, seeing those things and, and holding on to what you know, right? Because I think there's always, people are always going to have doubts and questions in their relationship with God because the, all the answers that we want or that we need are in this book, but, but it's, it's, hard sometimes like because you know you there's so many different ways people teach out there with like the 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 teaching the the teachings of like you're gonna be blessed in prosperity yeah the prosperity gospel like and and so people grab on to the wrong thing like like yeah i want to be blessed but not necessarily like i I don't care if i have money like Mm. i you know like so, but knowing the your the truths that you've seen God work in your life, like going back to for me, one of the things that I always go back to is the day that me and my wife got saved, and the way we felt that day, the hope we had in our marriage was going to work, right? Like that. As long as uh, when everything else is not going right, I look back at that and I'm like, man. Don't let go of it, Steve. Like this is this is the path that you're supposed to be on. And usually when I'm having those doubts and those questions, it's because, like you said, like I'm struggling in my reading. I'm struggling in my prayer. I'm struggling in, with what I'm doing with my time, and I'm not putting the time in with God. And so I, I, I always think back to that. I think back to a lot of the things that happened with my dad. And I'm like, well, I know, I know this. Mm-hmm. Right. I know this truth. I know that God saved my marriage. I know that God gave me a, a year with my dad that I didn't expect to have. I I know that God has worked these things in my life. So it's real. But where am I at right now? Yeah. And that's usually what I go back to is just 
holding on to the truths that I know, the little things that I've seen, the examples of God working in my life, and then um, just fixing my time, fixing my worship. Yeah, you know, and I think two things, you know, I think of, of Abraham, you know what I mean? And it says like, you know, he was willing to hold nothing back. I think it's in Romans where it talks about that. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, God counted him as righteous, you know, because of his faith going towards, he was willing to give up his son. He knew that he could trust God regardless of what it was. He was willing to give it up, you know, and, um, and knowing that God was in control and knowing that he could trust him, right? And that was over a course of time. Like Abraham like had a bunch of fumbles, you know, over the course of time. And and ultimately it was like, you know what? <laughs> like, how am I gonna how am I gonna keep anything from you when you're the one that has sustained me and given me everything that I have? Right. You know what I mean? And I think like knowing that is is the testimony of, you know, are you worshiping the blessings or are you worshiping the one that's blessing you? You know, ultimately is what it comes down to. And 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 knowing like, you know what, Lord, what, what do I have that that you haven't given me? You know, looking at Job, like empty I came into this world, and you know what I mean? Naked I came into this world, naked I'm gonna leave this world. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's God that gives, God that takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. And just having that that mindset of, you know what, Lord, that's where I wanna be at. You know what I mean? That comes with following after him. It's not going to come right away. You know what I mean? And it's going to come where, you know, you're going to mess up and he's going to give you his grace. He's going to give you mercy in in those senses. But it's like, dude, you know, because he didn't hold anything back. Think of God. God didn't have to do it. Seriously, God didn't have to do anything for us. Yeah, he chose to. And what did he do? You know, we look at Abraham and like, wow, that was amazing. But look at what God did. Like God didn't stop. You know, Abraham was stopped. He didn't have to go all the way. And God did. He he didn't hold anything back by sending us his son. Like, right. if that's how committed he is, how much more committed should I be to the Lord? Seriously. Right. You know what I mean? And then I think of, of you know, and we talked about it um, in, in First John, you know, Pastor Pat's going through that teaching. And I think of even even Paul where he talks about, uh, you know, in First John, it talks about how, you know, they were with us, but we know that they're not of us because now they've left us, you know, in... Um, in Second Timothy, Paul talks about this dude Demas, right? It's like, hey, Demas has deserted me because he he loved the present world, you know. And you can look at, I think it's Philippians, uh, Philemon, and I think First Timothy, where where Paul talks about Demas being a person that was there. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, it's not about how, you know, we talked about it uh, on our podcast for the for the first one in, of this year, right? About starting strong. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And starting strong is super important because how you start, you know what I mean, is important. But the big thing, and we talk about it, about finishing, right? Because it, it isn't about how you start in the journey, but it's going to be like, did you finish? Did you run the race? Right. right? Are you going to hear good and faithful, well done, good and faithful servant? You know what I mean? And what's going to keep you in that is, you know, continuous devotion to the Lord. Uh, I like um, this one author, Steve Farrar. He talks about, uh, you know, Christians that are anemic and bulimic, right? He, he talks about, you know, he's like, there's some Christians that just starve themselves. They say they're Christians, but they starve themselves with the truth and they don't, they don't eat, you know, like a person that's anemic, right? Or not anemic. What is it? Anorexic, mm-hmm. right? A person that's anorexic doesn't eat. And a person that's bulimic is the opposite, right? They eat, but then they spit it up. They throw it up. And he's like, there's there's Christians that are like that too, right? They go, they hear their word, or they read their Bible, and then they throw it up, and they don't have it in them. You know what I mean? And then it's evidence in their life, right. you know? And either way, physically, they're affected by what they're doing. Same thing with this. You know what I mean? It's like, man, you got to hold it in. And 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 you can't go at a rate. Like, I can't expect somebody that's a, a new believer or, or anybody, like, you know what I mean? To go at the rate of how 
I do my Bible reading. I, my wife, right? I can't expect my wife. We're in the same household. We got saved, saved around the same time. I'm not going to expect her to be on the same level that I'm at. You know what right. I mean? I'm running my race, but guess what? I'm not going to run so fast where I'm forcing her to catch up either. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so what am I doing to help in that manner? Because, you know, there we go as a leader, like I need to get my family in line. You know what I mean? And if, and if they're out of sync, okay, what can I do to help them along the way so they can see it? Because sometimes does our family watch us worship? You know, I, I know I've walked into the house and Deanna's got like, I'll come in from work and Deanna's got worship music playing. And I tell her, I'm like, dude, this is like the best. Walking into the house, you got worship music playing. Like, dude, this is like, you know what I mean? Or like early in the morning, you know what I mean? And she's cleaning and it's like, dude, thank you. Thank you for doing that. You know what I mean? Because you're just setting the tone and you're showing your family. You know what I mean? Your family should see you praying outside of, Praying for meals, yeah. you know what I mean? Praying at night, you know what I mean? Do you, like, there's sometimes that I'll, if I'm reading the Bible, like my kids will come in and I'm just there reading the Bible, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, hey, we're supposed to have our own personal private time, but man, I'm glad that my kids see that because it's like, man, it's important to dad, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, a, I, I think about that too. Cause like, usually I'm, I'm up super early in the morning to do my Monday through Friday anyways, mm -hmm. to do my Bible time. But on the weekends I sleep in on purpose. Like <laughs> I want to sleep in. And when I, when I wake up and I'm, I'm out in the kitchen, uh, I usually sit at the counter with my cup of coffee and my Bible and my, my notebook and I'm taking notes or doing all that. And like my kids will come to like, at first the, I think it caught them off guard. They didn't really know what I was doing. And they, they, you know, start like dad, 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 dad. And I'm like, Hey, okay. Is it like super important? Like, can I, I'm in my Bible time right now. Can I just have a few minutes? Let me finish the verse I'm on or whatever. And Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they see me and they'll come in and they like make an effort to, to be quiet. And, and not that I've asked them to be quiet or anything, but it's been one of those situations where they, they recognize what I'm doing. And I think they know, like, if I wait until dad's done, if I'm going to ask him a question, then he'll be in the right, right yeah. headspace to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to probably give me what I want. But, um, yeah. And, you know, outside of like outside of that, like, you know, my kids see like, Hey, I, Dad's going to do the podcast. Dad's doing. I'm always doing. Dad's going to school and ministry. You get like, oh. hey, Dad, do you have school and ministry tonight? Yeah, it's Monday, dude. I got school and ministry. You know, like, so we're gonna eat at like four thirty. Yeah, we're gonna eat yep. at like four thirty, dude. Like, so, but it's one of those things where it's like they see they're important to me, but also what's most important to me yeah. is my relationship with God, and um, it's I, I think. I, I know I've seen a difference in my children based off of it. And, um, it's awesome to see, like, just thinking about it right now. Like, I'm like, man, yeah, there are those evidences, but I hope this really, like, I know we are kind of all over the place, but I hope that people get a better understanding of worship out of this. Like, well, you know, here's the thing, you know, hopefully with, with listening to this, you know, it's like, think about it. What's the evidence? What's the evidence of your life? You know what I mean? And that's going to be a testimony of what you worship. And if you're worshiping correctly, right? Yeah. Um, if you're worshiping correctly, guess what? You're That's going to come together. You know, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, you know, if you're like just road raging and everything else, hey, you know what? That, again, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And just recognize the fact like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm a little bit unbalanced right now, which isn't a bad thing because, you know, how do you know that you need to get balanced? 
when something comes unbalanced, yeah. right? Like uh, we talked about it before with the tires, right? Like yeah. how do I know my, my tires need yeah. balancing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So that's, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but here's what is bad is if you just decide to not do anything about it. Right, you just decide to sell that car. <laughs> you decide to sell the car, right? You know what I mean? Or like you continue on like, well, you know what? Uh, my Bible reading or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like maybe, maybe what I'm bringing into this relationship with the Lord is all about me. You know, right. you know, maybe it's all about me. And so think about it. Cause you know, especially if you're, if you're, if you are doing things, if you are going to church, you are reading your Bible, you know what I mean? And doing things, man, maybe something else is out of whack, you know? And Hey, you know what? The, depending on wherever you're listening to, well, one, you guys can always email us and talk about it or go to your pastor, right. you know, go and talk to your pastor and be like, Hey man, there's like, I heard this and you know, maybe these guys are crazy or whatever, but you know <laughs> what I mean? But Hey, just like you are what you eat, you are what you worship. I think, uh, real quick, uh, uh we talked about it right before we started. So my uncle's funeral yesterday, you know, we, we had that, uh, we had my uncle's funeral yesterday. And, um, one of the things that they had there was my uncle's Bible and, and it was a lot of lines, you know, a lot of things highlighted and underlined. And, um, the pastor there was talking about, you know, that my uncle obviously had a relationship with God and uh, based off of looking, just looking at his Bible. And I got to thinking, you know, me and my uncle lived in the same town. We weren't always real close. Um, we weren't ever really close. Um, but I started thinking, I was like, man, you know, I got saved in 2017 and my uncle passed in December, this past December. And I didn't, um, I didn't even know, that he had a relationship with Christ and my, my relationship with Christ wasn't good enough for him to feel confident to talk to me mm -hmm. either. You know, so, um, I started thinking like, man, how am I living my life? Um, yeah, I'm doing a podcast and I'm sure he knew about it. Right. But yeah. it wasn't at a point in, in my life or it wasn't, neither one of us felt the need or even maybe comfortable to talk to each other about God. And we didn't talk on a regular basis, but we would see each other at holidays and, and family get togethers and stuff, but we never talked about God. And that to me, after being saved, being saved in 2017 to now, I'm like, man, I'm missing the, I miss that opportunity. Yep. I miss that opportunity to talk to him, to, you know, just, share it, like share what we knew. And, um, it kind of just opened my eyes. Like if I'm not even talking to my uncle, like, am I talking to other people? It's one thing for me and you to talk, right? Like, yeah, we know each other. We know where, where we're at in our walks and, um, to talk to, you know, close friends and stuff, but not talking to, um, I mean, he was family. Like, I didn't even talk to him about yeah. it. You know, at, like, I felt like a, a slap in the face, like I'm missing the mark and I'm not on target. So, um, I don't know. I, I just, my, my whole reason for sharing that is like, I don't want other listeners to, to get off target, you know, like, Hey, the easiest people the people we should find it easiest to talk to God about is our family. Sure. And if you're not doing that, then you're not, you're probably not sharing it with strangers. Right. So we're missing that mark. We talk about, you know, Matthew 28, uh, where we're all called to, to make, make disciples. disciples and 
if we're if we can't talk to our family, who else are we talking to? So, well, I think you know, just here, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago where it's like the end of your life. What do you want to be known by? You know what I mean? And it should be about the relationships that you have with people, you know, and just making it an effort, you know, because man, especially right now, I mean, I know that you just gone through a whole bunch of loss just recently, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, and it is, and it's, and it's like, dude, what's most important, you know, in your life, you know, and and focus on that because if it's about being busy all the time, you know what I mean? You're kind of missing it. Yeah. You know? Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening, being here, listening to us. Uh, a few quick things before you shut this off, if you're still listening. Um, we got Jeff Myers from Summit Ministries coming on. So please, if you go to the ignitedfortitude.com website, there's a pop-up screen that pops up. Enter your email in there. You'll get a discount code. Um, and then we'll send you an email to take uh, a survey. You know what? I think I'll even we'll even put the the link for the survey in the show notes if you guys have an opportunity. Um, yeah, you don't have to buy anything to do the survey. <laughs> yeah, you don't it's just to. Uh, put in your email and we'll send you the the survey, or you can get it from the show notes. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll 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 plug that in there. But we would just want to have some participation. That way, we can uh, uh, present some things to him and just talk about the the worldview. It's it, it it's cool when you go through the study, and especially if. If you get some things where you're like, whoa, I thought I was going to get, I thought I was going to be hundred percent Christian on this, on this stand. So, um, and here we go. It's really ultimately going to be coming down back to worship. Right. right. Um, uh, so guys, please, uh, your participation, you get to be a part of the show. You know what I mean? In a sense, cause you'll have some buy-in with it and, uh, that's going to be coming up here real sh- uh, soon. So please be praying for that. Um, with the opportunity with us being able to do remote podcasts, it's probably going to open up the doors, uh, to get other guests on it. So we're kind of excited about just the new direction that we're yeah, able to go in. Trying to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, be praying for us because we've never done it. We haven't even we haven't even downloaded we're still, the. We're still barely figuring out how to use this thing. Yeah, so guys, please be praying for us. Um, other than that, again, you guys can um, you guys can support the podcast because um, I mean, here we go. We're getting another platform, um, another piece of software to uh, to buy so that we can do this podcast. So if you get anything out of this podcast and you want to contribute, you guys can uh, donate to it or buy some merchandise, which helps the podcast. And um, it's just another way that we can do it. We're going to continue to do this. And guys, just said, thank you for the support that you guys have, have given us this far. Yeah. You want to close it out? I'll close it out. All right. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to come together and, and, in an act of worship where we just come here with you at the center, Lord, and, and put it all out there and trying to encourage the, the listeners out there, um, with their walks with you, Lord. We ask that anybody who's struggling that, um, maybe they learned through listening to this, that they've put something a little bit higher on the little bit more to the center of their life than you, God, that you just help them to recognize that and help them to find the path to keeping you at the center of their life, Lord. And uh, for anybody listening who's who's going through difficult times and difficult struggles with, with whether it be loss, grief, um, just addiction, anything, God, that you're, you reveal to them that with you at the center, that their lives can be can be much better and we pray all of this in Jesus mighty name amen amen